This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Okay, uh, we are going to switch gears to some news you can use. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. Welcome back, and now we move on to news and advice you can use. You may have noticed that the colder weather is arriving. People are starting to talk about Christmas, and that means winter is coming, and it's very important that our vehicles are ready for the coming season. I'm here with Ken Sharp of Sharp's Auto Centre, who he is a proud member of the Ontario College of Trades. He's here in studio with me to give us some tips on safe winter driving and what we have to do to get our cars ready. Uh, Also here is Tracy Shepard from the Ontario College of Trades. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Libby. Okay. So uh, first of all, Ken, what are some of the first things that we should do about winterizing the car? Is it time to change the tires? Absolutely. Uh, Next week, as soon as the temperature gets down below 4 degrees, It's a good time to put your winter tires on. That allows you more safety on the road. Winter tires are great on ice, not just snow. Okay, Uh, so I have to get that. uh, You know, a lot of people, I think, would be waiting until the snow actually comes. So that's uh, not the right thing to do. Usually this time of year, all the shops are starting to get very busy. So if you don't get in on time, you won't get them there. When the snow comes and the roads start to get icy at night, and you can't see how the conditions of the road are until you're, it's too late. Uh, what do you say to people who say, I have uh, so-called all-weather tires? All-weather tires are great, but they are not very good on ice. So it's much better to have the winter tires on all climates, like up north, in St. Catharines, and Niagara Falls, all around, because it definitely helps to control the vehicle. Okay, uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again. So uh, people who have questions about their cars and what to do with the cars and uh, also how to save money uh, can give you a shout. Uh, I'm here with uh, the Ontario College of Trades. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Okay, now... Um, here's something that a lot of people think might be a scam, rust-proofing. Is that important? It is very much important. Rust-proofing helps stop the rust. It will never completely eliminate it, but it slows it down. Brake lines underneath cars get very rusty, and it's a common problem for people who have to replace fuel lines and brake lines. And if you are doing annual rust-proofing, it does help that problem. Mm-hmm. And at what point do you have to start? I mean, can, is it never too late to start, or do you have to start when the car is new pretty well? You can start at any time. Uh, it's a good, good thing to keep going every year, though, because it does eventually come off the vehicle. So it's very important to have it done annually. Okay. Uh, and give, give us an idea um, about how much does rust-proofing cost. The average rust-proofing runs anywhere from seventy nine ninety five 
up to about one twenty nine ninety five, depending on where you're having it done. Okay, and it doesn't depend on the car. A smaller car is less than a full size truck would be. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Now I'm I'm going through some other um, important questions. Uh, premium gas. Um, I'll tell you, like my husband would only put premium gas in his car, but I don't do it for mine. Well, Libby, you're correct there. You should be running the fuel the manufacturer states for you to run in that vehicle. It is designed to run on what they, the manufacturer says, and it runs more efficiently, and the engine will last longer by doing that. Okay. I wasn't aware that, that the manufacturer uh, said anything about which, what gas to use. You'll usually find it right on the ga- gas cap, whether it says regular unleaded or whether it's a uh, high octane. Oh, dear. (laughs) I don't think I ever looked at my gas cap. And same thing, if I'm using the wrong kind of fuel, is it too late to start using the right kind or what? Absolutely not. That's a good time. Anytime's a good time to start to fix a problem you already are into. Okay. Um, Now, uh, again, how often should people get regular maintenance on the car? And and is the beginning of the winter a a good time to do that? You should do an oil change every 5,000 kilometers. Uh, depending on the, the shop you go to, a lot rotate the tires for you, which that is good to do every 10,000. And you should at least do it every, if you're not putting miles on, every six months at the most for an oil change. Oil change, oil collects condensation. Okay. Um, and uh, again, it can be hard to get in for that in the winter, right? It definitely is if you do not book an appointment. Okay, I'm here with uh, the Ontario College of Trades, Ken Sharp from Sharp's Auto Center. He's giving us some advice and some tips on how to winterize your car and what you should be doing to get ready for the cold weather. He's here to answer your questions and take your calls, as is Tracy Tracy Shepard from the Ontario College of Trades. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Okay, uh, let's think about saving some money. So what are some tips that we can do to save some money on, on maintaining our cars? Well, you should keep your tires at the proper tire pressures. That prolongs the life of the tires and also helps fuel mileage. Uh, Doing uh, coolant flush every three years, 60,000 kilometers on most vehicles, helps the engine last longer. What what is a coolant flush? (laughs) That that is having the coolant drained and new coolant replaced with it because coolant does go acidic, and that is hard on the gaskets in the engine. So, and that, how long did you say that? Every three years or 60,000 kilometers. Okay. It's a lot to keep track of. So you're telling me things that are not necessarily in the little manual or, or the little thing that starts beeping on the car to say it's time. No, there's no warnings for that usually. The other thing you should do is have an annual brake service, which mm-hmm. that prolongs the life of the brakes by having your mechanic take the brakes and service them to make sure that you have no issues of binding with the brake pads or the calipers and that's what costs you money down the road mm-hmm. uh, what about the way you drive uh, um, I'm talking about you know rapid acceleration or a big hard brake you um, what about that well, if you're coming up to stop streets really fast and getting on the brakes hard, it's definitely hard on the brakes. It wears them out sooner. And if you're accelerating quickly, it's usually costing you fuel mileage. So that could save you on fuel mileage at that time. 
Okay, um, let's get a, a, a bit of a background on you, Ken. Uh, how long have you been in the business and how long have you had your shop? I've been in the business for 35 years in St. Catharines. I have Sharps Auto Center for the last 25 years in western St. Catharines. And I have four people working with me. So we've been there a long time. We do all kinds of repairs, everything uh, and needed on your car, we take care of. Uh-huh. And uh, the people that are working with you, are they apprentices? Are they uh, fully licensed mechanics? Um, uh, how are they licensed? I have uh, one, uh, one licensed mechanic and one apprentice at the present time and service advisor. And Michelle's at the front to take all your appointments. Okay. And um, so do, do you find that most people check to see if everybody is properly licensed and all of that, or do people kind of just come in and leave the car? I don't find people actually check that, uh, but they're starting to now become aware because if you don't know if the person's licensed, then you don't know whether the proper work's being done on your vehicle. And if you don't know that, you can always call the Ontario Trades Colleges and they can let you know whether the person is licensed to operate and work on your vehicle. And you can also check online. So if you go to the Ontario uh, College of Trades website at collegeoftrades.ca and go to our public register, you can check if any one of the 23 compulsory trades people or trades are uh, certified. So Ken here is a certified truck and coach technician and an automotive service technician. And you can look him up on our public register or any other one of the compulsory trades um, to see if they're certified. And you must do that. It's uh, by law, that you must be certified to practice in Ontario, do that trade. Okay, uh, we're going to uh, take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers out again if people want to call with questions, tips, concerns, stories. The number is 416 360 toll-free 1-866-744-740. And uh, one thing we're going to talk about when we come back is the importance of knowing your car's history and how you can actually do that. So uh, off we are to break, and we'll be right back. Now, Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. Welcome back. I am here with Ken Sharp of Sharp's Auto Centre and Tracy Shepard. We're talking about your car, what to do with it to get it ready for winter. Also, some money-saving tips. So I'd like to wrap that part of things up, Ken, before we move along to the next subject. Uh, So we were talking about things that we can do to save money. So let's try to quantify it a little bit. Um, what are some of the things that will save you hundreds of dollars a year? Well, if you do your regular maintenance on your vehicle every three months to three years, depending on what your service is, uh, oil changes, coolant flushes, transmission services, make sure your tire pressures are all up, your alignment's done properly, and don't be fast doing fast braking and fast acceleration. Okay, and how much can that save you? Well, depending on what the you're doing there, it could be anywhere from five hundred to thousands of dollars. And and what the other side of that? About how much would it cost to do all of those things? I would say most vehicles anywhere from three hundred to say eight hundred dollars. 
Okay, so it, it might be a wash to do those things. It'll cost you the same as you saved, more or less? Well, no, because you're going to maintain your car better. Your car is going to last you much longer. A well-maintained car today lasts three hundred to 500,000 kilometers. Wow. So It depends how much you drive. That's right. <laughs> okay, um, let's get to the question of the history of the car. Um, how important is it to know your car's history, and, and how do you find that information out? Well, it's very important to know the history of your car so you know what needs to be done at the proper time. Uh, if you are go to a Napa Auto Pro, which we have been a Napa Auto Pro for now seven years, we have online a service called MechanicNet. And if you go on there and put you in your postal code, it will tell you any repairs in North America that's been done on your car at a Napa Auto Pro. Wow. So, so that's a very good service that you can find anywhere from as long as you've done it. Okay, yeah, but it's only going to tell you about what happened at a Napa Auto Pro. That is correct. There's no actual system other than that, then, then it would be to check it that way. Okay, well, you know, you're, you're more advanced than some uh, medical record things, <laughs> I have to say that. Um, okay, so it's important to know the history, and obviously it's something, if you're buying a used car, it's something that you should be checking before you put your money down. Yes. Now, that when you're buying a used car, you can check at the License Bureau they actually have a package you can buy, and that'll tell you who owned the car before and what has been done on the vehicle if it's been in an accident. So that information is available to you by a buyer's package. Okay. And uh, what about uh, the things that you should carry? What, uh, what should you have with you at all times in the winter? Well, because we don't know what kind of condition we're going to be in, it's definitely good to have a set of booster cables in your trunk, maybe a blanket in case you're stuck on the side of the road. Um, snow brush for sure, and a snow shovel. You never know where you're going to be stuck. Uh, yeah, you never know where you're going to be stuck. Um, but, you know, the cars these days, I mean, they're more like computers. Uh, you know, they, usually they uh, seem to kind of run themselves, but it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, in my car, if something goes wrong, it's just going to stop. And but it won't necessarily tell me what the problem is. That is correct. Computers do not usually tell people what is wrong with them, as well as the scanners that all the auto mechanics do use. They're guidelines to find the proper information on your vehicle to fix it correctly. So give me a hint. What do I have to do if my car stops? Well, I would suggest if the car stops and it doesn't start, the best thing to do is call CAA <laughs> and, get, and take it to your regular mechanic right away so you don't have any more issues with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that it, it happened. <laughs> Actually, it happened to me, I think, last year when I just got my first winter tires on and um, I drove over a nail or something. But sometimes it allows you to drive a little bit, right? Well, some t cars have run-flat tires. So it keeps the air tire inflated until you get to the nearest service station. But if you notice the tire going flat, you should definitely pull over the side of the road and have it changed so you don't do any other damage. Yeah, well, I had, I had no idea. <laughs> Parked. Um, you know, here we uh, are, most of our audience are uh, Zoomers. They're older. Is, is there anything that older drivers should look out for as opposed to younger drivers? I don't suppose anything directly, but what I would suggest, which uh, is a very good thing, is keep your distance back from the car in front of you, uh, especially in the winter, because if you're trying to do braking, uh, a lot of times your car will slide, and if the person in front of you has snow tires, winter tires, and you do not, 
your car will not stop as fast. So you could possibly rear in the car in front. Okay, so uh, I guess the, the message of that is uh, snow tires, get them. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else can you tell us about the things that, that we really have to uh, get under our belts, you know, before it snows? Well, just make sure all the services are done. That, that's the biggest point uh, that I could give you, Libby. The, if you oil change so you're ready to go, do your other services. Make sure your coolant's cold and so you cold enough your engine's not going to have the antifreeze freezing it if it's not and make sure your windshield washer is winter windshield washer not summer because the summer windshield washer will freeze and then it won't work for you okay you know what i i have to i didn't even know there was a difference in the windshield washer the summer fluid is usually pink and the winter fluid is blue Uh uh-huh and Oh, pink and blue. Okay. And how do you get rid of, if you still have some summer fluid in your car, how do you get rid of it? You could probably just mix it with the winter as long as you do not have a full container of the summer. If you have the full container, you should have it drained. Uh, Tracy, what do people know? uh, How do they know that they have a good, honest mechanic everybody hears stories about people trying to you know inflate the cost uh you know sometimes mm-hmm. have a joke especially um you know if you don't know a lot about cars they kind yeah. of see you coming well the first thing that anybody should do is check the public register at the college of, of trades website so like i said before you can check to see if the auto service mechanic that you're using is certified that's the first step and what's um, the website there it's uh, collegeoftrades.ca and then on the right hand side there's public register and you can enter the the person's name the tradesperson's name and find out if they're certified and if by chance you put somebody's name there and they're not certified so if their name doesn't come up you could give us a call just to make sure maybe they go by a different name um, maybe they have a <laughs> middle name or something like okay. that that it's not on the register um, and they can Call us and at eight five five two nine nine zero zero two eight and extension three, and we can check for them. If by chance they're not a member, then they can make a complaint, and we can do an investigation to find out why that person is practicing a compulsory trade auto service technician without being certified. So without le- being legally able to do it. So that's what we do. That's what we do every day. Okay, but what I mean. Uh, sometimes uh, the prices that you'd be quoted mm-hmm. could be very different. I mm-hmm. mean, let's say the person is is, is licensed. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, mm-hmm. what do you you know what do you do to make sure that you're having somebody who is who's going to treat you honestly and fairly? Um, you know, because it can happen. Even a licensed mm-hmm. person might try to jack things up a bit. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, again, if you think that what's happening to you is out of the ordinary, if you've checked other mechanics and the prices that you're being quoted are high, are too high, you can file a complaint, a misconduct complaint with the college as well. So that would be the same number, 855-299-0028, and file a complaint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are there standardized? I know that a lot of the work goes uh, by the hour. So is, is it pretty standardized? Uh, what you should charge for certain jobs and, and how long the job should take? There's guidelines, Libby, that basically say how long to do a replace front brake pads and rotors, but they do vary um, pretty well everywhere because 
everybody does the job a little bit different than the other one, depending on who's servicing and what they're doing to your vehicle. Some people might quote you on changing just brake pads or just rotors, but maybe the proper way is to service the calipers at the same time. So without having a proper estimate done, which you should always have an estimate done, and the person inspecting your vehicle should be willing to show you what's wrong with your vehicle, as we do, that, that way you can see exactly what it needs and you're getting the proper prices, not getting somewhere after the car's apart and you have a substantial difference in price. Uh, what about, I mean, you've mentioned that, you know, you have one licensed mechanic, one apprentice. Do you charge different rates for depending on who's doing the work and should people check on that? No, we don't. Most places do not because the apprentice doesn't usually do what the licensed technician does. And if he does, the licensed technician has to inspect his work. And I have uh, one licensed technician plus myself, so I actually have two. Uh, but you always should make sure that it, the licensed technician is overlooking the apprentice, and that is their job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, if you think that you've received bad work, what what can you do? I mean, you know, it, it happens, too, that you get some work done, and then uh, it doesn't seem right, and you take it somewhere else, and they say, oh, this work was terrible. <laughs> right. So I, you can call the college. Um, any complaints that you have about any tradesperson, the number, uh, again, is 855-299-0028, and file a complaint um, letting us know, and we'll do a full investigation about any kind of case that comes up. Okay. And, uh, Ken, before we wrap things up here, I guess congratulations are in order. You've been uh, nominated by the Zoomers campaign for celebrating the trades. What's your reaction to that? I was very surprised, and it's uh, great to be here at Zoomer Radio. <laughs> you're and and what do you, what do you do to mark that is there going to be a big sign in the, in the store you know showing that or uh did you get a party or what no not yet but we do definitely have the zoomer books so people can read them the magazine uh-huh okay it sounds like uh, you really ought to be doing something else uh how how big a deal is this tracy um i mean we had about nine or ten winners over across the trades, um, and uh, we're just so pleased that Zoomer did this with us and uh, had, were able to acknowledge the great tradespeople that are out there like Ken. Okay. Uh, I think that that'll do it. Uh, thank you so much to you both. And thank you, Libby. Okay. You. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today, and we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.